Podcast. This is the Blockade Pinball Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Freebus, a.k.a. Shut Your Trap. Joining me as always, halfway across the world, it's Jared Morgan. Hey, everyone. How are you going? And it's not just Jared Morgan, because guess what, folks? It's also Mel Kirk. What's up, everyone? Back on the blockade. Hey, guys. Right, a little sooner than uh, than previous times. It's kind of like, wait, didn't we just have it? Oh, yeah, that was just back in yeah. November or whatever, but yeah. <laughs> was it November? Oh, I just realized, I mean, yeah, like we're rolling the end of April, so it was actually a little while ago. Yeah, yeah. It's like... Time flies, and yet there's so much that happens in between those times. You're like, yeah, it is good to get caught up and, uh, and kind of touch base again here. Hmm. Time is going by and uh, just blurs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you guys, uh, uh, obviously, since last time we talked, the uh, early access has kicked off and gone in full swing there. Um, and... There, okay, there's so much to talk about uh, <laughs> regarding the early access thing. Um, but I wanted to just kind of give you the opportunity. I know you've uh, mentioned stuff over on the uh, the pinball show. Um, but uh, just if there's anything you want to touch base on, just kind of uh, uh, espouse, get out there, and then we can dive in with uh, any of our questions. Oh, sure. Uh, first of all, I'm really glad we're doing early access. Um the, the, the game, I always knew it was going to be a big game, uh, but I even underestimated how big and how challenging and what a monster this thing is. Um, we have, you know, we uh, divide things into content, and in the content side, we've got so many partners, licenses, so to try to get companies to agree to do things at the same time and uh, on the same schedule and all the same methods, it's like a constant, I mean, that's a challenge, so we're, we've been wrangling that. Then we've got the platform itself. Um, which built in, you know, new technology uh, and all these new things that we're, we're learning about Unreal Engine. And, um, you know, there's there's a, a trick around every corner and there's something that you didn't expect around every corner. Um, and uh, we also have some third-party services that we've had to rely on for the first time ever. We used to develop all of our services at Zen. Uh, so we're relying on other teams uh, to help provide these to us. And they don't work at the same speed that we do. We thought that they would work. And <laughs> so the, all that to say... Um, it was actually amazing that we did hit the very last day of March for the well effectively access. And, uh, and we're, we're, we're making strides and headway, but, uh, yeah, there, this would have been a, like, there's no way we could have got an, even a single other, like a console or even one other platform out the, on the same day. So this is still early access. We are getting heaps of feedback. We're learning a, a lot of things about our own ambitions and, uh, yeah. it, it's a lot of fun right now. It's challenging and look, it's, it can be a little stressful, and, but I would say that, the challenge is actually the most fun. So obviously when uh, early access hit, there was tons of comments uh, and we obviously had our own comments too. Um, mm. The question is how much of that were you guys expecting to hear? Uh, and how's the morale of the team? Uh, I mean, obviously knowing where things are going as opposed to what we, the public have seen. Yeah. Well, we were expecting what we've heard. Uh, for the most part, uh, one of the things that we kind of um, miscalculated, I would say, is that we, when we came out a long time ago and said that FX uh, three transfers, um, you know, backwards compatibility and tables yeah. won't import to the new one, we should have repeated that message like every month. We, you know, we thought we did the big blowout and that everybody knew about it, but we come to find out it feels like only a fraction of the audience actually heard that and knew about it. Part of that's because mainstream press and games don't cover us any like. They think that what we do is repetitive and they don't talk to us. So yeah. that's why we kind of started taking control of our own communication. We thought, well, anybody who cares about our game, we're going to get out in front. We can we can say what we want. But we should have been saying stuff, you know, a lot more and just reinforcing that. So the blowback on that right at launch, at, at early access release, was um, a little – that was a little surprising, I guess. And, you know, now we know, like, when we have bad news, we need to keep saying it over and over even though we don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the ticket system, you know uh, – one day I'd love to do a, a real, the real story about why everything happens. And I, I can't do that right now, but we wanted to talk about the ticket system and all of that, like six weeks before FX early access came out and due to things I, I couldn't control that I was, I was trying to control or work out. We just couldn't. And so it ended up being like just a couple of days before release. And the, the way we had to message it was super squirrely and watered down and didn't do it justice at all. And we also just, we're missing a third of that whole system right now. Once that gets plugged in, I think it'll make more sense, but you know, 
so morale took a hit sure um people were down i said guys please stop reading the internet um <laughs> it's a it's a marathon it's... not a, not a sprint right you know is, is what oh, we're looking yeah. at and uh i've been out there i've you know uh, a lot of this is on my shoulders i've been out trying to i talk to everybody on even where it's talk where it's toxic just let people know that we're hearing them and you know just do what i can to Yes, we made some missteps. We didn't communicate it correctly, but just please stay with us. I still believe in the design and the mission that we're on here. And I, I do think it'll work out. And if it doesn't, then we'll change it. So let's that's, talk that's real quick truth. about the ticket system. Um, Cause there is mm -hmm. something that uh, we noticed obviously. Uh, and we've said that uh, the studio granted uh, me and Jared, one of those 1200 ticket packs, which was awesome. Because it let us at least experience what it is like to do, you know, do the ticket and everything. Um, based off of, you know, because everybody was guesstimating how many tickets it was going to cost to, you know, get all the tables that were going to be released at launch. And a lot of people's math had it at the 1,200 tickets would get you absolutely everything. And then, of course, you'd have to buy Indy. Um, unfortunately, it seems like that was because with the 33% off, everybody was kind of rounding down the fraction instead of rounding up the fraction. To the point that it wound up being there was just one table that you would then have to skip <laughs> at the 1200. So that's what I wanted to ask is uh, regarding the percentage off and the ticketing. Was that, did that throw you guys also where it was like, oh, wait a second. We also intended that to be able to, to go across There's, that way. Or... Yeah. Yes. There's supposed to be something in there right now that, that fixes that. And we, um, it, it, hopefully it's coming uh, in the next update. But the idea is that, so this was supposed to be a very positive thing. This was supposed to be able how Zen could give extra value. Like, oh, you, a user has 18 tickets somehow um, after they bought stuff. Let's just say, hey, for 18 tickets, we'll give you a full price table. And then you, we were delivering like something on a big discount. Oh, yeah. uh -oh did, I, did I freeze? Yeah, you did. It'll I'm maybe come back. <laughs> That's a great face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the title card right there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So we were talking about the ticket system. Yes, the ticket system. And yeah, so what when it's fully functional and working, uh, if you have a, a ticket balance after purchases, what you're supposed to get is a offer that says, "Hey, buddy, you have 18 extra tickets. Here's a full table. Do you want to do you want to buy this table for 18 tickets?" And it would be actually even more discounted than we could otherwise offer. Okay. We, we call it dynamic bundling. It's actually a lot of what Steam does when you're checking stuff out and you you look, you know, you're, you're putting stuff in the shopping cart and you go to checkout and like you can add, you can just pick and choose what you want and there's like a discount. Um, so we're anyhow that that's kind of like the aim of of this and it should be ready anytime and we thought it was going to be ready like even a day after we launched, then it's not and then weeks are going by and it's still not. So <laughs> right, it, it it's a this is probably the biggest issue. Mm. That would actually, I mean, that would be, that would take a lot of that, like we all said at the beginning, we're like, I don't want to have to do math to figure out mm. what my purchase is. And that would at least make it so that it's, what do we refer to as your, the, the Dave and Buster's model? That if you can get rid of that, yeah, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, where you've, you've bought the card, but each machine you play is like, this one's $1.37 and this one's 72 cents. And you're like, well, what? I don't understand. That's kind of what happens actually with this sort of system. Yeah. And mm. it's because we can run our own in-game discounts now. Yeah. We can put stuff off on sale whenever we want. Or I can say, hey, Jared, you've bought like 30 out of 38 tables. I'm going to throw you a custom offer right now because I think I want to, I really thank you for supporting Zen. Mm. And we're like, for for $8.09, you can own the other 10 tables. You know I mean? Like, right. That's the that's the full functionality right now. Like we're operating like two thirds functionality. Sure. Okay. No, so, that's that's yeah. good. So how does so it sounds like obviously this gives you stacks more flexibility than what you would have to do if you went through the storefronts. So if you wanted to do like a a, a planned discount, you have to do all that through say Steam or the PlayStation Store. You have to like code that in essentially and set discounts and it's a lot more complex than having to just, you know, dynamically apply things like the ticket system. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> every platform has their own way of managing sales, whether it's consoles, PC, mobile, uh, PC and mobile give us the most control. We can set those ourselves. Mm. Uh, but if we want to do a curated sale on say PlayStation, uh, we apply for that months in advance. 
Oh, wow. We, we have a, a, a Star Wars May 4th sales about to go live across all these channels. We started working on that six months ago. We can just in our back end with our own tool set, we can just click, 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 click on sale. And it saves us a ton of time and planning and complication. Wow. So and we're not, we're also not guaranteed to have sales with PlayStation and Xbox and Nintendo and all those. Right. Because they oh, can right. actually say, no, we don't want to let you have that. Correct. Correct. Uh, I should say, I mean, usually when we approach them, they're easy to work with, but you know, actually mm. Nintendo, we can set our own sales now, which is great on Nintendo, but part of the curated sales, you still apply for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, we have a, a lot greater level of ownership um, for sales. Um, and I'm sure you have, you know, there, there's other implications about why the ticket system's here. I don't know if, you know, you want to talk about that more? We could. I mean, we th- we've if made our theorizations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'd love to talk about that if you can talk about that. <laughs> That's yeah. why we've been steering clear about it. Well, in everything here, I is like big, long story. So I try to give you like shortened versions of it. Mm. When we started working on Pinball FX and we looked at our entire catalog and we said, is it even worth it for us to remaster all the tables in the library? Should we even care about that? Do people want those games again? And we said, well, we think that they're pretty high quality in the way that pinball works in the world. Uh, that's the reason why games from the 80s and 70s and even before are still sought after and people want to play them because a good pinball game remains relevant. And so mm-hmm. we had a series of decisions to make about, you know, Let's let's and then and then the question was is like well we know we can't do backwards compatibility um, what's the next best thing we can do well everyone's always been asking us I would say this is the number one thing I bought a game on Xbox can I play it on PlayStation it was oh it's, the answer has always been no because yeah. our games were hosted on first party stores and there's no there's no connection between those two well yeah. now we have the table data Zen has it and the way that we're setting up the back end in the way that platforms are evolving we can enable if you are on xbox and you are also playing on playstation like your xbox is in your game room upstairs and your playstation is in another room and you download fx we're working towards that goal of, of making that happen so so we thought if we're going to ask people to buy the, the table again let's make sure that it's only one other time and they they can have it wherever they want right. so that, that that's our end game our end goal um somewhere along the way in the way that we were solidifying agreements with licensors and partners we you know, it's like now I can say that, but like six weeks ago, I couldn't. And so right. <laughs> and we're trying to get the game out. And we're like, do we pause the game just because this whole thing's not ready? And then we got in some, you know, it was just, man, we had we hit like a 60 day window that was just, it just wasn't adding up. And one part of the game was ahead of itself. And the other right. was lagging behind because of agreements. So it came out kind of in this, you know. But it's and... nice <laughs> being able to say this at least in early access, because since there's only one place you can purchase the stuff right now right now by the time it comes out with console or whatever it gives people that a better sense of where do i want to purchase this you know at the start um with the intention of knowing that they might not have to because there's some people that have bought it on three different platforms you know fx3 on three different platforms and mm. if they know ahead of time of hey the goal is to not make you do that they can pick their platform that they usually play on and maybe purchase it for that first with the intention of, hey, eventually this is the goal that's you know happening. I mean, at least it definitely softens the blow that way, I would think. Yeah, it, it totally does. Let me say one more thing. You know, like we started that this is why early access is so important because we're solidifying the back end. We're making sure that all this stuff is working, that we have users information. We're going to do more th- things in the game to be more transparent about like what you've purchased and when and for what ticket price. So you'll have like a purchase history. Is okay. um, I think, So we think that's important as well. But the way that we might actually roll out the console launches is whenever we're hundred percent sure that like this is working on Xbox, we'll go live on Xbox and then you can see what's happening between like EGS and Xbox. Right. And then when we can confirm the PlayStation, so it might not actually happen where we just roll out all the consoles, like in one big day and there's this big hurrah. It may be because this thing is like, it, it's like a system and we can bring on a whole new, like a new, you know, like a new part of the factory almost, you know, okay. like this line's mm-hmm. coming online and now this line's coming online. So we have to be really, I mean, that's just the way we have to be very methodical and, and make sure it's working. Cause if we, if we try to launch it and it's not working, then we're going to have, yeah. you know, the blowback and everyone says that I'm full of crap. So, <laughs> um, yeah. let's clear up something now because I know there, I, I'm not hundred percent sure. And I listen to, you know, all the various things that pop up, but okay. First off mobile app with Indiana Jones, is that only ever going to be 
a purchase only, or is it at some point going to be where it was with all the other Williams tables where you were able to earn table parts and eventually uh, get the table that way? It's purchase only. It's not going to okay. go into the, the parts. Model. There we go. Okay. Got that. Right. Question two, kind of similar to that. Uh, we were thinking that other premium tables on the line of Indiana Jones would wind up also being a purchase only, not a ticket. But then I read somewhere else that it seems like that's not the case, that maybe everything else going forward is going to be under the ticket. So can you clarify that too? So Indy is a very special case um, on a lot of fronts. And right now, every table in our lineup is going into the ticket system. It will not be a store item for purchase. Okay, right. Uh, last thing. And also, one other thing. One other thing. Yeah. This is why we're on it. There's no yeah. other table that's going to be 14.99. I mean, okay. I, I'll just right. say that there, there, we don't have one game in our entire lineup, and we've got some big hitters coming. Mm-hmm. They won't be 14.99. Okay. Right. Uh, last thing in regards to kind of touching back upon mobile. Um, mobile obviously has its own ticketing system. In that, is there any? chance of rolling over the ticketing system you have now and kind of feeding it into that? Or is the mobile thing just because it's completely written differently, not going to be connected in any way, shape or form to what you guys currently are doing with the ticketing? No, there, there's a chance. Uh, when I say cross by cross platform, I'm saying console PC mobile. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's pretty nice. <laughs> That that's the goal, um, and we we wouldn't have started down this road unless we thought that we could actually make that happen. So, okay, you know, uh, we are we're we have a long history. To, you know, Zen was one of the original. I always go back. We have a lot of uh, equity with uh, the first parties. We were one of the very first games. Always done groundbreaking stuff, and you know, first parties like to let us try weird experiments and see what happens. So. <laughs> Um, another big thing that I noticed, uh, right off the bat, because I use a PS4 controller, PS4 controller, not currently supported in the game. Interestingly enough, it was not supported in FX2 either. Um, I had to download a third party controller system for that. FX3, no problems, worked great. I can use a PS4 controller, except for the rumble doesn't work in that case, unless I use a third party. So coming all around, I noticed first off, rumble is not factor at all currently it doesn't work with a xbox controller clearly mm-hmm. doesn't work with a ps4 controller um is that a conscious decision you guys are just like saving since that's like gravy on top of the whole game like putting that to the back burner before you implement or is that gone in terms of um i would say that it's just because we're not at that stage of the port yet for okay. console now these are some details that to be honest i'm not even aware like uh, I mean, I know that it's not in there, but I don't know what the, the plan is for like when it would be ready. My guess would be we're just not there on the console port yet, so we're, we're on, on controller support. So, Because uh, somebody had mentioned, I don't know if you know anything about this, but somebody was saying that there's something about uh, games using the Unreal Engine that Unreal doesn't have a license with Sony or something like that. And I was like, yeah, but that doesn't make sense because then they come out on Sony PlayStation. Mm-hmm but I don't know if that had any factor to do with it either. I don't know. Um, I, I'm not sure. And okay. where we are, I mean, yeah, th- th- there's some things, guys, that I don't know uh, specifics right now because uh, we, we're actually, we have more layers at Zen. We're, we're a much bigger company. And there's some things that I'm, <laughs> that surprised me even now. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I'd imagine that uh, the, the whole console support like you were saying, it, when you start getting the frameworks for PlayStation into the game, because it's all developed on uh, Unreal, you're using the same engine across all platforms. Now, when eventually that becomes a priority for the business, we'll start seeing the support trickle in to the app um, over time. That's, I reckon that's probably what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, look, our, we, we kept, I mean, you, you start out with this feature set that's ideal for, well, first of all, the, the goal was pinball effects on all platforms day one. Yeah. And then it was like, oh crap, this thing is not that, that, there's no way that's possible. Let's go early access on one platform with this big feature set. And then it just keeps going. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. Here's what we got. We got to go out. We have to start. We have to, we have to, we have to get it going. 
So there's some of these things we call them bells and whistles, you know, they just might not be there, might not be ready yet. Okay. Mm. Uh, how much of the game as we see it now, and I and when I say the game, I mean the tables, how much are they locked in versus being fluid with changes? Because I noticed on Discord, Lynn was asking questions about lighting, um, mm. which was like, A, welcome. <laughs> and, and we got some comments about that too. But um, where it was like, okay, maybe these tables aren't locked in with their look just yet. Um, so they're, just not, kind of curious they're not locked in. Is locked. Yeah. They're not locked in, uh, okay. both from a performance standpoint, from lighting, uh, in physics, of course, changing. There's always discussion about physics. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, these, the, I would say that, that um, well, the, the, new, the new tables, the, uh, the Zen Originals, uh, World War Z, uh, I think that you can see a, a difference in lighting. Yes. Uh, you can correct me mm. if you disagree, but uh, those are more polished, more finished. Um, the remasters, uh, we are still working on on those. Uh, in my opinion, we need to dim the lights in the room, and everything will be brighter and more vibrant on the on the, the table itself. I think that we have much tweaking to do. Yeah, because something that I know that we noticed was, uh, like for instance, the ball. It keeps the same intensity of glow, whether it's going into a shadowed area of the table or not. Um, interestingly enough, too, right now the ball, and I imagine that this has to do with, uh, again, bells and whistles, the last thing you need to do is make the ball look uh, spectacular, <laughs> get the whole table working you know, fine and performing fine, then you can add that tweak. But like in FX3, the ball is very super chrome. Here it's kind of a dull, you know, whatever. But it stays that same exact intensity so that... In an instance where, and my go-to is always with Attack from Mars when playing strobe multiball, where the whole point is not be able to see the ball, but because it keeps that same intensity, regardless of none of the other GI, GI lights going on, you can still see the ball clear as a day. Um, so that's the kind of thing that I was like, hey, if you guys are still working on it, great, then I don't have to you know, keep on harping yeah. on it. We're, we are working on it, and the, the lighting will improve before we say that these are the final remasters. Mm-hmm. Uh, as well as, a, you know, actually, we got a huge performance boost. Uh, it was the end of last week. I, I think that was the, the, the latest update, um, which, you know, now, with, depending on your, your PC spec, and we're still finding our, we're still finding the, the minimum spec that we're yeah. going to support. Um, it's, it's a huge, I mean, we talk, that's one of the biggest topics uh, at the moment. But, you know, ray tracing plays a lot into this, too. The ray tra the, those who are experiencing ray tracing, I think, think that the, the, the game looks pretty good, and, and they're getting a, a good result. The, the frame rate is there. Um, the, the HD resolution is there. But we have some other new technology. There's other technologies that we're integrating, um, some new stuff that will uh, continue to improve. And over time, uh, any table that's currently on uh, available will improve. And as you know, our next series of releases uh, in May, uh, I think you'll see uh, for remasters um, better results. I've got a, a question about um, you know you were talking then about um, sort of iterative improvements over time. I'm just wondering for some of those originals, you know how the the big players in pinball at the moment, Stern, they they release code updates for their tables after they've learned stuff about them on site and about scoring balancing and stuff like that. Mm. Now, in the past, that didn't really happen for a lot of the Zen originals. Um, but I'm Other wondering than now. Mars, and Epic Quest. Mars is a good example, actually. Mars was going to be the case in point here. Um, is are we going to see a Mars approach with some of the original um, tables over time? Are they going to are you going to refine the rule sets based on data received, for example? Because I'd even say yeah. with World War Z, that's a big comment right now. Is that the uh, the first person machine gun? Yeah, the turret. Like yeah, so yeah, overscored. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I got fun. massive scores because that's what I do. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. No. No. Uh, so there's a. As we're leveling up Zen and as the pinball team is growing and getting bigger, there's a focus and it's a red line item on, you know, everything that I'm, I'm thinking about is maintenance and updates. Mm -hmm. And uh, of course we want to release a game that is ready for everybody to play. But look, you said it's like start pinball is just really, there, there's things about it that even you, that even through testing uh, somehow, cause it's, it's so random. You don't mm. repo things and you, you don't find things. You don't see things. There needs to be updates and we need, we are committed to that uh, for, for our games, maintenance on platforms, maintenance on content. So that's great. Yes, absolutely. I, as, as a, 
I don't know if you heard my rant against Rome, but uh, that was one of the ones for me where it was just like, yeah. dear Lord, those insert lights need fixing. Jared pointed out <laughs> the contrast and of lighting, shadow and whatever to, you know, to delineate the play field objects. Um, and, and then my, my thing was, was just like, and the voiceover. <laughs> it was just like, can we get a British chicken there? <laughs> uh, I kind of yeah, feel that way actually, yeah. actually about the music with a lot of the uh, the Marvel tables too, because it's they're so of that moment when the tables were released, and now when you hear them, it's kind of like, whoo, that music didn't age quite as well as we'd hoped. <laughs> Sounds dated, right? Yeah. Um, I'd imagine that doing. Um updates to i mean doing updates to rules is one thing but then doing updates to you know voice artist work and musical composition and stuff that's a whole nother level again look okay i'm always honest with you guys right oh yeah Mm. people always they're like i would pay extra for the authentic thing yeah so I, i went out and got the authentic thing and then it was weird like that you know we're greedy so yeah right so what are you talking about indie yeah yeah i mean we, we are, yeah i mean we can just <laughs> i can go get christopher lloyd but you're not going to want to pay for it i guarantee you. no way you're no. not going to you're, you're not going to want to pay what it costs to put christopher lloyd's voice in about uh in uh, back to the future so yeah. no well i mean you guys have done a fair job at some of your uh voice impersonations um i mean like I- the Mando voices, for example, yeah, Mando voice is fantastic, exceptional. You know, like, you know, that's a really good voice alike, right? To there. the point that yeah. I was surprised then when seeing the little uh, in one of the, the the pinball shows, they were giving like quick facts about each table, to then find out that on Boba Fett that actually is Tamara Morrison. I was like, really? Wow, good job, Zen. <laughs> yeah, there's there's hidden and there's uh sometimes we do use a real voice it's just we go through uh well i, I should be careful about our tricks and our secrets yes. but you can't say yeah. you can't say the name uh some people are willing to work non-union so uh, so you don't say the name and then people are like oh because your name's not in the credits it means it's not them they must use a, a voice a sound alike but um you know uh this our licensors help us identify actually any, anybody that we're using as a as a sound alike is literally approved through the highest levels of these companies i mean right they are the they are the official sound alike of X actor, you know. So it's as good as you can All get right. without getting the real thing. Yeah, it's really interesting. Music yeah. music is another thing. Uh, music is hard to do, but I can go get the real song. But sometimes I'm like, nope, no one wants to pay fourteen ninety nine for a table, you know. So <laughs> did that that brings up an interesting point because I was replaying some of the tables, uh, the Williams tables, um, mm. and I know back when you guys first got Creature you had reached out to the five different music tracks, I know, and you had only gotten a response from, I think, like one or two or whatever. Um, is that still continuing, or is it finally like, nope, they never responded, we can't go forward with that? Yeah, in cases where they don't respond, I'm too busy to try to keep... Right, going after Calling it. the phone. <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah. And it, finally, you're just like, well, I don't know if this guy, you know, if, if these rights exist, should we just put it in the game? Uh, like, there's another company that used to have the rights, and they just did, they yeah. just did it. Yeah. The, the level that we're working on, we can't afford to do that, and no. I won't do that. So I only, we no. try to do everything 100%. Yeah, because you want to keep your legit. licensors that you do have and that you might get comfortable knowing that you guys will do right by them. Yeah, makes perfect sense. Yeah. yeah gonna have that level of good standing always <laughs> speaking um, of creature that means that then like in fx3 when you're in multi-ball mode and the ball goes up the long way and then around the ball it winds up spinning around the ball three times currently in pinball effects it does one spin and dumps so that's the kind of thing that it's again the table's not set they're still going to be fine-tuning and i imagine that that has to do with kind of surface friction of the various parts of the table too. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, it's funny. We, we talked about uh, our physics uh, simulation the other day or on one of the pinball shows and Akos said something about 41 properties. It turns out it's 80. <laughs> it's not 41. <laughs> 80 properties. It's 80. Uh, deep. Like wow. we, you know, this is a, ch- like we thought that we had checked in with deep and that we, I was like, can we please confirm this number? And we're like, yeah, it's, it's 80. It's not 41. <laughs> so, that's a lot of parameters you need to tweak. To every, get table, right. every table has got its own. I mean, yeah, it's a lot. 
they, they mess you, with it. <laughs> so you've also got the problem of you know, and this is something that people I think are starting to realize now, but that you're tuning to your example of the table. It's not the table that you've got in your local pub down the road. Like mm-hmm. for me in Netherworld, for example, there's a creature there. It plays very differently to the one that sends in, but it doesn't say it's wrong. It's just not that table. So I, Look, I guess how well has it been, how, how well has the game been maintained? You know, how old are the rubbers on the flippers? I mean, like all that's that stuff. right. Yeah. Has it, has it reasonably been shopped? You know, what's the pitch of the play field? You know, there's so many different variables. <laughs> exactly. There, there's so many different parameters, you know, probably those 80 parameters that you're, you're talking about there, you know, that's probably a feasible amount to have in a simulation, but there's probably even more if you look at real world scenarios that are also interplaying with what you're experiencing in the game. So it's going to be nigh on impossible to recreate the experience across everything, but you'd be able to get pretty close. I'd imagine with 80 variables. (laughs) I agree. It's always a work in progress of, I don't think physics will ever be done here. I don't think we'll ever say, all right, everybody's happy. Call it a day, you know? No, no one's ever going to be happy with physics. (laughs) You know what I mean? But it's good to keep on constantly, not to just sit back on the laurels and instead constantly try and get them better. So long as I think that then whatever's already out gets that upgrade too, because then you Mm -hmm. start getting this weird, ah, well, this table plays old because it was released a while back versus what, you know, and then everybody starts getting that, oh, I wish that they hadn't put that table out, you know, a year ago because it would have been so much better now, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We have some interesting ideas about all that. And, you know, Deep is our physics expert. And so what happens if if Mm. we decide we find something better, Deep has to go and change all the tables. And uh, right now it's such specialized knowledge, you know, like how do we replicate that knowledge? Well, we've coined this thing, Deep's Academy of Pinball, or his Pinball Academy. And we're mm. literally trying to bring in all of our pinball people and like teach them all the specialized knowledge, you know? So um, it, just it put is... deep in Jedi robes and there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's definitely that. It's, it's good that you're actually. You were looking for. Oh. <laughs> it's good that you're like looking at the bus factor in the studio because that's a, that's a big problem with institutional knowledge. You know, when something's so critical to the game, you know, if something were to happen, God forbid, to deep, you know, it would be terrible. You know, all that knowledge, poof, gone. So spreading it is much better. And, you know, he's an awesome pinball designer and he wants to make, uh, he wants to do more designs, you know? So yeah, the guy can't there, there needs to be a transition every day the rest of his life. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I mean, there's only so many tweaks you can make before you start going a little bit bonkers, I think. Yeah. So yeah, having, you know, hey, allowing people to grow as well is is obviously a, a key thing at the moment. And as the team is getting bigger, I'd imagine there's going to be more opportunities for people to advance in the studio as well. Uh, actually, one of our uh, our customer service guy is a new pinball designer. Sorry, oh, I, awesome. the clouds is cleared. I know yep. he's got baked with sun. <laughs> yeah, no, we've got, uh, we're trying to have 12 internal designers, uh, pinball designers, and we're, I think we're currently at eight. So we still got four to go. Okay. Oh man, it's really bright. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Um. Is it a conscious decision right now with uh, specifically the Williams tables? But because I don't know if this plan is going to extend to the Zen originals, but right now the Williams tables are all basically using, although they're using the new flipper physics, and that's across the board. Everything's got the new flipper physics. Uh, the settings, like in terms of the flipper angles, are all the what we used to call the Zen version instead of the shallower, more uh, difficult settings and again that would even extend to tournament settings on the tables is that just kind of a conscious decision to hey let's get the performance up let's get the game up and running and then that can be something that gets tacked on at the very end uh or is this what we are going to be uh living with no i again this is a a question that i'm not aware of the status of where they are with that stuff and so i would just assume my assumption is that we're trying to get performance stabilized across everything and then we can start to make these uh, adjustments and I mean, I'm definitely. We're not going back. We're not going backwards. I mean, yeah. what you know, like we're going forward. Yeah. So you will see what you know these these things uh, added on as time goes along. Because for sure, I'm seeing the performance issues improving. Um, I'm kind of purposely, like, keeping my rig not at the minimum requirement that was listed, which was the 16 megabyte of uh, RAM. Uh, I'm only at eight. Um, just because I'm like, you know what? Maybe I can 
test to see how low this can go. <laughs> um, so like my frame rate's not quite hitting 60 yet, mm-hmm. uh, but it's still very playable. And it helps me actually be able to see when improvements are, are coming for... Not that mine's a low-end machine, because it ran FX3 like a boss, but... It's probably like mid-range, really. Yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. my vid mm. card is definitely not capable of ray tracing. <laughs> yeah. No. No, 60 FPS um, HDR with ray tracing is our goal. And that's, you know, we're, we're confident we'll get... we'll have that performance um at least 60 fps and in, in you know full hd is like that's the men you know like mm. uh but uh heck we have we, we have companies whether they make television monitors or they they're you know that the main the card the video card manufacturers themselves you know wanting us to push our game on their stuff so i think that we we have the opportunity to take advantage of like the latest and greatest However, that's that's not where the majority of our player base is, so we have to come down, and uh, and that's what mm. you know. That's we'll get gains as we like last week. I, I thought it was really good, and it turns out. I mean, it's a funny story. It just turns out that we had some wrong setting in Unreal, you know. And it's just like, oh my god, it's like baseball. <laughs> just change a one to a zero, and everything gets fixed, right? Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, I'd imagine that the studio, like you, I think you touched on this before, but it's, you know, probably you're learning every day different things about how the engine interrelates with with what you're trying to do there at the studio. So these discoveries are just going to happen and you're going to go, oh, okay, sure. We've just had a 20% improvement because of a setting, you know. And then I remind myself, this is a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. Yeah. I it's, a still, question. it's still going to be better than uh, it, it's still in the long term. This is you know the, we we couldn't maintain the PX engine anymore, and yeah. we we all we miss those no. days. But there's just it's just we're dealing with the growing pains of this. Because so you get the headache for you know the next two years, and then it uh, becomes very very friendly to you for yes. the long run afterwards. Yeah. Yes. Got a um a quick note because it just popped into my head then about um the overall sort of fan cave experience and how it carries through to the window oh not the windows <laughs> the Williams games mm-hmm. um so at the moment we've got the old environment with uh, all the win uh, the Williams tables so is is that is there an opportunity there to actually normalize that so it's more fan cave or is there an underlying reason why that that's not yet done um. I don't know. I don't have an answer for you on that. Okay. <laughs> to be honest. Uh, yeah, I should, I should find out. Our long-term, well, so you were familiar with the fan cave in Star Wars. Yeah. Um, yep. And not being too forward-looking, I mean, you can see some similarities uh, there. Yes. So I have a I have a feeling it's a design choice right now uh, from our team because of, you know, what is what our plans are in the future. Okay. Because hmm. that okay. was definitely when we saw that you were – emulating the fan cave from star wars vr we got excited because we were like oh that's gonna be sweet because now yeah you're gonna be able to to see your trophies basically in the room as you're playing and then it was like oh wait no we're going with the environment oh wait no we're going with the the dodgy carpet uh (laughs) um and it was like oh that's kind of a that's kind of a bummer and then i also thought oh it'll be so much easier if they were doing it that way as an option, because I, I know some people love that stuff and it's like, Hey, mm-hmm. if there's you know, kind of like how you can turn on and off the animations, if you could turn on and off what your view of the room would be. But I was like, Oh, that would make it so much easier for when you guys do go to VR with these where it's just like, yeah, it's already built. It's already there, you know, kind of thing. But I understand it's. So there's like pillars of the game, you know, that we decide we want this to be able to operate like this one, you know, in a, in a step or an update, we're going to turn on this thing. So they probably say, well, then we, the table needs, we need to do this with the table for now. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, when we get to this part of our roadmap and our plan, when we turn on such and such feature, then, you know, there it is. So. Yeah. Right. Is that making sense? What I'm telling you guys, I'm yes. telling you without yes. telling you. <laughs> yeah. I, we can read I, between I the lines. Telling you without yeah. making a major announcement. Right. <laughs> yeah. That, that's right. Just, just wait and see. In other words, um, <laughs> what about um, we, we noticed that with the the, the new gen originals coming out, there's been some really nice back glass art updates happening. With that, mm-hmm. there's a, a clear decision from Zen to actually present the tables in the middle of the room with some really high quality um, back glass art there. 
Yeah, I'm just wondering. Yeah, yeah, that's right. World War Z in particular is fantastic. That back glass image is is really sets the table. Which, off by the way, on a hole cave. Oh, cool. yeah. Excellent job on World War Z. Oh, Loving yeah, really. World War Z. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, Bilby is awesome. Yeah, he did a good yeah. job with that for sure. I'm just wondering, um, on, on the subject of the overall sort of cabinet and back glass art updates, is are we going to see more standardization um, with back glass um, art across some of the older Zen tables? Because up until now, it's sort of been a community-led effort mm-hmm. to sort of manage back glasses. In particular, I'm thinking towards cabinet mode when people are going to be wanting to show their friends these amazing tables on their cabinet with really nice back glass art. Is there going to be some sort of, you know, standardization across both in the sort of desktop versions of the game and carried through into the cabinet sort of things as well. Yeah. Uh, and I can give you a little preview because we're going to get ready to talk about Pinball FX cabinet mode, which is by the way, the official name, right? Like we used to call it nice. tab support. And I, I, I now feel like that just sounds like it's a problem. We're trying to support everything. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, it's, right. it's the official name for the mode, right? But um, yeah, I mean, as a little preview, yes, we're going to standardize and have official, officially released uh, pinball effects graphics uh, in assets for back glass uh, for your for whether you know for your static or d- on the dynamic side uh, that we have something that's coming um, that we'll be talking about and announce but all that stuff is going to get upgraded standardized uh, yeah it's been a little bit like the wild west we just couldn't support it back then mm. pin cap support you know I, I don't need to rehash the past but we kind of fell into all this how we just turned on vertical mo- monitor orientation and boom like <laughs> we created a whole new sort of thing for the game and it's been its own island in the game. Mm. You know? So yeah, there's a whole bunch and we'll be talking about that. Hopefully the next, the next official communication from Zen, we'll have a whole bunch on uh, cap. cap I, that's really cool. I almost when Akosh and, and I forget who's building the, uh, the Lina. Yeah. yeah. So when yeah. they started building that, I almost went, Hmm. Seems to me like they're about to troubleshoot in house what all cabinet builders are are facing so that they can for themselves experience what everybody else is kind of doing. And I was like, I have a feeling when they get done with their cab, that's when cabinet support's coming. <laughs> I think we're going to have it out before the cab because they're so behind. They, they Look, <laughs> I love those guys. No, the videos are funny and what they're doing is cool. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, uh, it, it's a super important part of our audience and uh, it's kind of, to me, I feel like it's a home base. Like those people have to be happy for the game to, um, to really succeed. So um, we're building our own machine and yes, troubleshooting and understanding all the nuances and supporting that feature supporting pin cap players is ultra important. And uh, again, it was one of those things that got chopped off or like, yep, can't have that for day one, but within a reasonable amount of time we can have it. So and I, I, it's coming soon. Actually, I, I oh, go ahead, Nijard. I was, I was thinking more on the along the lines of cabinet support. A while back, you said that you know now that things are starting to relax a little bit with venues and stuff like that, you were going to relook at getting location based um, virtual pinball back in things. Is that happened? Have you actually done any more of that yet? It's funny. I was just in Florida. I just flew in. <laughs> before I started talking to you guys, I got back to my office. Mm. Um, a big part of the conversation was, uh, yeah, the commercial market and uh, what mm. we're doing, what the plans are. Uh, there's some big things brewing. I always knew that this would be really cool and that it had potential, but the partnerships that are aligning and the players at the table, the companies that are getting involved with this, oh my gosh. It could... That's really exciting. That yeah, it, it's definitely coming back for sure. That's great. Yeah. Because, you know, I would, you know, hopefully we get to see uh, a redo of that amazing marquee style cabinet you had. That, the, you know, what I used to call the Dave and Buster's style, you know, <laughs> in your face, glowing, scrolling marquee. Because that thing was incredible as a cabinet. So, <laughs> more of really that. Cool. Uh, actually, I, so there's a few of them that have been live in a few locations. Yeah. And uh, my, my home arcade here was at a local casino. We installed it uh, a few months before COVID hit. It's still online and still working. Half the games in that place are like waiting to be serviced, but ours is still online and working and it, we got redemption working so you can play and earn tickets. Um, 
and we're getting data from it. It's really cool. Um, and I showed a picture of my daughter playing it just a couple of days ago when I had these meetings in Florida. And yeah. everyone was like, that's the machine? I was like, that's the machine. And uh, yeah. yeah. See, that's so. the thing. Like that style that you set up for that cabinet, because from what I understand, it's actually like a, it takes a cabinet and just bolts on the marquee. Like it's a thing you can just add on to the cabinet, depending on the location. So that that's like if you think about it in the context of a casino, it's the perfect fit. Like yeah. it's it's so it visually flush. intense. Yeah, yeah, it's got to draw you in, and that's like you see a lot of the this sort of cabinet design coming through with you know the companies like Raw Thrills. They specialize in this sort of like eye catching, attention grabbing cabinet design that you just can't not see in an arcade it just draws you to it so you know totally. and that's something that doesn't really happen with traditional pinball like they try with you know video screens and stuff like that but not to the extent that this zen cabinet does like it is you can't miss it am, <laughs> I, really able can't. To, am I able to share my screen uh on on this i can, uh, show you. I can give it to you right you now. can there's a little button down there that should enable you to share it it's like a little widescreen monitor button Next to the gear, we'll give everybody watching there. <laughs> let's see if we let's see if we break the internet by doing. Wait, create a secondary stream. No, that's not it. This is let's see, transfer file, toggle the chat. I don't know if I'm seeing what. It um, mm. yeah, maybe that's maybe it's too hard. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is beyond what I know. Yeah, well, I, mean, like, like, I, like, I do we, it through OBS. So when I share a screen, I don't know how to do it yeah. on a personal monitor. There, <laughs> we showed it at E3 a couple of years ago. So I mean, it's 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 yeah. been seen in the wild. You can go, you can probably find it somewhere. But oh. yeah, no, yeah. I have a picture of this actually installed. I'd love to show it to everybody who's who's uh, should, watching uh, this. But... Should tweet it out. Yeah, put it on your tweets, and then we can okay. do it. Put it on my tweets. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah. I need to get yeah. back to Twitter. I'm terrible at Twitter. Yeah. But yeah, I mean that, that like it's great to hear that you know it's not only cabinet mode for those folks that are passionate about it at home, but you know, yeah. seeing it out in the wild and mm -hmm. actually engaging with it in like an arcade or location based setting, it's going to be it's going to be a really new experience to to see what that's like. Yeah. Um, and I wonder too, um, how uh, you know, this is probably uh, long long ago news now, but it makes me think of you know how the engagement with IK one up went and you know whether I think a while back there you said you know the response to that cabinet was so oversubscribed that you're having trouble catching up with demand is how is that even shaken down like it seems like the whole you know home market thing was a really interesting experiment but it seems like it sort of stopped and there may be reasons for that you can't talk about but I don't know well, the the first run, let's call them Gen One units, mm. uh, were ultimately very successful. They got hit with pretty bad supply chain issues during uh, from from COVID, yeah. and they they couldn't bring in as many units as they wanted. Uh, I was kind of bummed because I saw units going for like three times the MSRP on eBay, and yeah. you know that was never the goal or the intention. It was always like, I want to proliferate pinball machines in homes, not create an so item where them... people are, you know make them more mm. like. So, you know, uh, but then when we, we kind of decided what ultimately, I, I, I don't know, there's a lot of people making decisions, but ultimately what we decided was um, let's go back to the drawing board. Let's make sure that these machines that somebody gets can be expanded upon, you know, better, like the, the modding community is huge there. Can they upgrade? Can they get more content? Like all those things. So there's there's active development happening. And um, I don't know what the next, like, I mean, I know like on paper when what their, their target is for an, another release, but um, I don't know, like right now we're in a little lull, you know, it's, it's quiet, yeah. but uh, it was supposed to be proof of concept. It way over delivered proof of concept. Like mm. it blew us away. It's so, funny you weren't kidding about the modding community either. I mean, people- Oh, are, they love it. They're <laughs> dropping in like, the perfect size it, back glasses they're dropping yes. in new play fields they're you know going nuts exciters with and yeah. actuators and <laughs> geez, they're just going nuts with it well and all you know in zen we want a, the best representation of our game and it's not up to i don't decide what hardware arcade one up decides to put in their machine it's up to us to try to make the best game experience possible on that hardware because that's yeah. what they can sell for yeah. a price you know so um uh, uh we'd love to see 
better hardware and over time things get cheaper and i've learned a lot about how manufacturing happens it's changed a lot since guitar hero that was my last hurrah <laughs> with manufacturing um but the way things are done but you know it's a it's a thing that it, it's a it's a part of our pinball offering that has got a lot of potential and will definitely be around for the long term okay yeah. Mm. Uh, I'm curious about, uh, I think you guys, I hope, <laughs> aren't having any more emulation issues, uh, you know, after the alphanumeric uh, deal that I'm sure you guys cracked that nut. Um, but there's still issues with sound. Um, mm -hmm. I know some of the games that I was revisiting, Williams Stables, obviously we're talking Williams, not with uh, Zen Originals, um, but where there's crackling sounds, uh, you know, yep. almost like distortion or whatever i know uh with whitewater coming on the way people are going to jump on that if <laughs> if there's that sound I, I, how, how would you describe the sound jared i never quite understand. it's a so it's like an odd symbol noise like the symbol noise is being sampled strangely right um, like it wasn't it wasn't bassy enough right it was it was like i don't know anyway and i'm wondering have is somebody still working on sound emulation? Uh, Zen's aware of the sound issues that are that are there. Um, I don't expect that you know the. I think so. Again, these are but... some some details that I'm not fully aware yeah. of right now. But you know, just talking about it, I have, I'm I always take notes from our chats, guys, and I'm always <laughs> uh, checking in, making sure that somebody's aware of, of these and, and on it. Uh, but I know I know that there's. I was on our Discord chatting with somebody, and he sent me a link to a video, and he's like, "This is a sound issue." And I was like, "That's an issue." So okay, yeah, yeah. Um, so within Pinball Effects and with World War Z, yeah, let's talk about World War Z for a moment again. Yeah, not Spellorama contained within a cabinet. The insert lights tell the story, like all the things that we were always like, "Oh, this would be so much." It's just like. That's why I'm, I'm over the moon. Nailed it. Yes. It, yeah. It's wonderful. Um, I'm not familiar with the game at all. Uh, I'm wondering, with in terms of licensing, obviously, Saber Interactive, gee, one of your partners, uh, <laughs> obviously, I was like, hey, they, there's where some of that merger comes in. Um, and then Paramount now has its own tab. Uh, can you talk about a little bit about you know licensing with those two companies uh, and just going after the game, even though it's loosely related to the movie. Yeah. Well, there's, there's two sides of this. Uh, Zen is now a part of Embracer group and we're under the Saber interactive uh, vertical. Embracer has a hundred close to a hundred studios. It might be more. I, you know, it's crazy how many with even more IPs. And so there's definitely going to be more Zen uh, Embracer and Saber collaborations which makes a lot of sense. There's great things for us to make pinball games out of. Then there's the Paramount side. And um, uh, we did Garfield, which is a, you know, so Z, it, it used to be CBS Viacom and it recently rebranded Paramount. So oh, okay. uh, there's a, so Garfield is a CBS Viacom. Um, shall I say South Park is uh, yes. South Park Studios. Is, you know, um, there's mm -hmm. other great IP within Paramount, the company, which is massive, as big as, uh, you know, I mean, more diverse IPs than like even Disney, you know, or some of these others, mm -hmm. uh, universal. Uh, so, uh, yeah, there's a lot of room for us to work together. And world war Z was super low hanging fruit because, um, you know, uh, uh, Saber has the game and we use game ready assets. And that was just a, another quick hit, but you already saw Garfield Garfield came before WWE. Right. So you can, I think maybe you'll see this long relationship form. Uh, Hence why there is the Paramount tab in the game now, so that we can expect more licenses under that branding to uh, to start filling in the gap. There. There's more coming from Paramount, no doubt. Paramount also owns some other great Williams uh, stuff. Yes. So. They do yes. indeed. That's why we keep on saying that the holdout that we're waiting to to see one day is the Warner Brothers tag come in. Because um, then it's like, ooh, now we've got all the majors. Guys, <laughs> I am booking slots into 2024, if you can believe that. So, <laughs> Wow. Jeez. I mean, you did you did suggest I think it was in a, one of the, the pinball shows that you know their the content team has got their schedule sorted yeah. for the next twenty four months, but that's that that's a big deal. <laughs> Jeez. When I say future proofing the game, I mean like it is out there. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And, and everyone, 
I can't tell you how many inquiries I have all the time. And I just have to get people, I'm like, we'll get in line. I'd love to work with you, but it's going to be 20, like April, 2024. We could probably have a game for you, you know? So right. I think you, you we, we covered that last time we spoke, actually, just the amount of, you know, the, the fact that the game is now what it is. People, like the queue is just growing out the door right? <laughs> for, for you to finish getting into the game because they could see what the potential is. Yes. And again, it's a marathon, not a sprint. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, sometimes it can be overwhelming, but no, I, like when, whenever I bring in a new IP and now I just ask the guys, I say, hey, do you want to work on this? You know, I, I should say guys and girls, because we have a growing uh, diverse range of diverse, like our student. I'm so happy. That's a whole another topic, but it's so great. Um, it's more diverse and it's very important, but everybody gets excited. And if they're not excited, I say, nope, sorry. Because after making this many games and people working on this game for so long, very important that we're working on the things that are very exciting for us, for, for the team. I was curious, just because obviously I'm watching Moon Knight right now. Moon Knight, oh, you guys, that's one so of good. your original marble tables that came out. And at the time it came out, I had no clue what Moon Knight was. Even after playing it, I had no clue what Moon Knight was. <laughs> so yeah, I, me neither. I, I went and played it this weekend, and I was like, Finally, I'm, some of it's starting to make sense, but clearly since it's based on the comic and I don't think the, the show has even scratched the surface of, of what that character is, I just, in the back of my mind, I was like, oh, how angry must Mel be right now that they can't have Moon Knight ready for purchase? <laughs> yeah, um, there's, there's some of that, but uh, we, we do what we can do. Yeah. Uh, it, I mean, it, yeah, look... <laughs> We have so many different entertainment tie-ins that we could, you know, try to shoot for and activate. But my experience is I think the last time we tried to tie a movie release to the game was Avengers with Avengers Chronicles. Okay. And we were late with the game because they changed some artwork at the last minute, which affected the characters. And mm. it's hard. It, it is hard. To, it's hard to make a game. And then it's hard to do all the other stuff to go around the game. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Well, it definitely sounds like, I mean, you, you've... We, we were talking about seeing a roadmap and obviously it's hard to put down a roadmap in that you know a detailed roadmap or anything but it definitely fills me more with confidence that uh, the direction of where things are going that it's not hey it's i think i think what a lot of people's worries were was that here's the game and what's playable and they're afraid that that's what is as opposed to no it's still evolving because um, it is hard to get our heads around early access. We um, we knew that you know this was a big risk, and it was because we always put out very polished things. We never yeah. done any sort of early access. We, you know, we just never went there, and we said, well, people are usually um, they come to our game, and it's awesome, and it, it you know it's very polished. This time we're taking a completely different approach, and it is a hundred thousand ten percent the right. It was the right call. I don't second guess at it for a moment because I can only imagine what kind of hot mess this would be if we tried to do this out on. All the different platforms. platforms all the time. <laughs> yeah, that would have been very, very hard to manage. You know, there's another aspect to this that I'm realizing. I mean, there, there's another, you know, Zach, uh, Zachariah, Zachariah. Mm -hmm. we, say. we say Zachariah. I don't know okay. where you get the Zachariah thing from. Zachariah. Uh, <laughs> you know, that's a level of game and, and they're, um, they're a certain size and, at, you know, whatever. But I mean, like, for the most part, we're the only game in town. And so we get... Yeah everybody like there's nothing else i can't say go play this while you're waiting for us to get better or yeah. so all eyes on us for everything mm. it's a lot it's a lot you know and we created such a wide audience across so many different channels and platforms the expectation is uh look i love it but at the same time i mean it's it's hard to to make everybody happy does it surprise <laughs> yeah. you that you're the only i mean again zachary is doing what they're doing uh but they're kind of boxed in. We keep on like screaming from the tops of the roofs, get that Gottlieb license, guys. It would be a perfect oh, fit geez. for you. But are you surprised that you guys are essentially the only game in town? Yes and no. Uh, people, I, I think it shows our commitment that we had to the game and that we just took it so much further than whatever, you know, is this a good idea or not? I don't know. Let's do it because it's, we love the game and we think that this will, you know, take it further. And we just, I think we kind of, left people in the dust and you know and then we were able you know when when we brought williams in that kind of was a, a huge moment as well yeah. and mm, massive we're just hungry we're very 
Hungary for it because of the game in Hungary. It's a cultural thing because of the way pinball was so important to Hungarians. We just went after it. I'm not Hungarian, right? But <laughs> uh, we, uh, so I'm, I'm a little surprised, but, but not, I mean, if somebody goes after something with such tenacity, I, I you know, it's hard to keep up. Uh, I think we, we, uh, maybe we surprised people when they, you know, when FX2 came out, I really think that that was all the other companies making pinball at the time were like, well, Zen just won. And so it's actually been game over for a long time. Mm. It just took a little while to weed it all out. So, you know, I think mm. we need to do Jared, uh, or I need to do, I need to figure out how to, uh, how to record off my PS3 and, and actually play Zen pinball, the original Zen, pinball, the original and, and just show how far, because I mean, even the menus alone are so crazy different than where we are today. Um, it, and, and the, my, my, my favorite part about that whole game was you could bring up the stats and they're the mm. craziest stats. Like, it's essentially the, in, I imagine the internal stats that you guys would look at, but you could count how many times you flipped. <laughs> really? Wow. Oh, we had crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We it was just keeping... like the most bizarre stats that would pop up that you could, you could look at. Um, but yeah, I still have that installed, so. I should do that and just like try and record and just be like, yeah, here's where we came from. Here's where we are now. <laughs> yeah, that kind of might be what end up what ends up happening with the uh, pinball effects and early access. Everyone might be like, whoa, you remember this? The first day it came out on March 31st, 2022. Right. And, you know, even just a couple months from now, it might, you know, you could do those side by sides or, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what will happen. I mean. This is, like I said, it's a massive game. It's a marathon and not a sprint. And our roadmap of content and platform and features and the way the whole thing will end up working, um, I think it'll be a really, really cool story in the end. And I just hope that everybody uh, enjoys it. I'm sure we will. I'm sure too. <laughs> All right. Well, that is uh, that is our time with you today, Mel. Uh, as usual, we appreciate you uh, coming on here and uh, having having the discussions. Uh, we love doing it and getting all the insider information that uh, we can go nerd deep on because i think everybody kind of uh everybody loves appreciates that at least on our uh that, that watch our show so again thank you so much for uh coming on with us uh i don't know what we're gonna talk about next time jared i don't know either but i'm sure it's gonna be stuff and things like we always do there you go <laughs> stuff and things all right folks until then we'll see you next time see you later thank you all